0: Shut up and sit down. Love a man champion! Let's welcome in, Matt Lieto! Hey, this
1: is Matt Lieto uh, coming from Tempe.
2: Uh, this- Triathletes are notoriously stiff, they yeah. really are, and uh, they're, they're a little bit compulsive. Um, but you managed to, uh, to cut through that, I and mean, that's obviously how you deal with the, the miles and, and doing all the training and the racing.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, people ask me how I get through the tough spots in, in racing, and it's usually finding somebody to make fun of during the race or <laughs> <laughs> something like that, right? So
2: Joining me now is uh, professional triathlete Matt Lieto, one of the race favorites here.
3: Liedo, trying to get shoes on and he's off. Matt Lieto, first off transit, and there go
1: Years ago, I watched my brother race Ironman World Championships. I was 250 pounds. Long story short, I, I went home and changed my diet and changed my life. Hi, I'm Matt Lieto, and I'm You,
0: my friend, are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake von
2: During. Cheers and enjoy.
4: Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. We have a little special episode for you. Um today I'm here with Lance Appler,
3: Lance Romance. <laughs>
4: Evan Price. How's it going? Matt Legrand. What's up ladies and gentlemen of the internet? <laughs> and I am Jake Vondering. Howdy. Welcome back. We have a very cool interview that Lance was able to land when he was out at Rebecca's Private Idaho. Lance, why don't you tell us a little bit more
3: about this? Yeah, I was able to uh, um, wrangle uh, Matt Lieto to uh, to talk with for a few minutes. Matt Lieto is a former professional triathlete who hails from the Bend area and, um, he actually was one of the top finishers at the race and I got yakking at him at a cocktail party one night and, <laughs> and he actually uh, agreed to, uh, listen, uh, have me interview. Yeah, him. That so. was my question. Is it hard to be like, Hey, can I interview you yes. for my podcast? Yes. Is it awkward? Well, well, what I had my wife with me and my wife is a lot more social than I am she actually. Out- she's outgoing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm a social butterfly. Yeah. And so in, in social, situations she just she just shines yeah she and so we're just talking with people and whatnot and, and I was able to connect with them well enough that when I actually said hey would you mind interview- me you know me interviewing for a few minutes and they were like yeah sure no problem nice. so the trick was to be able to corner them to actually do it yeah so when we actually did the interview it was it was right during the award ceremony after the oh. last day so as you listen to the beginning of the interview you can hear all this chatter in the background and it's actually rebecca rush doing some of the pre-award stuff pre-award stuff and so um there's a lot of noise also during the interview we get we get interrupted by um by steve perino um a another guy that we that's for
4: those who don't know who steve perino is anybody care to enlighten us
0: Oh, man. I mean, well, we can Lance go ahead. You're, oh, Steve. You're the one we Steve was yeah. one
3: of the uh, NBC commentators for the Tour de France. Still uh, is, yeah. This year. yeah. So a, vo-
0: a voice that I'm very, very familiar with yeah. from yeah. that,
3: <laughs> from he, that era. He was the guy on the motorcycle that yeah. um, that you w- did video. Of him. Yeah, ABC really? back of mean, the the of
0: if you if you think about that interview there, you have Matt Lieto yeah, and, and Steve it, right? both there. That's the voice of the Tour de France and one of the voices of Kona. Yeah, and yeah. the and you, 73 yeah. world And Rebecca Rush
2: talking. In and he does so a good job on i mean i guess i've only heard him do the past like two konas or whatever you know he does oh, this live broadcast yeah. and yeah. i think he does a really nice job with that he does so you know and i would say otherwise if it was the case it's just nice to have someone that knows what they're talking about yeah actually like yes. you know and I, I'm sure everyone tells them the same thing. It's like, oh, it's nice that someone actually knows what they're talking about. This doing the Kona, you know, discussion as the race is going on. It's really hard to talk for 10 hours. Yeah. Right? Right. It's a long time.
4: Cool. Well, without further ado, let's let you listen to this little clip, and we'll be back in just a few.
3: All right. Well, this is uh, Lance Hepler on location. Thanks for listening to the Dialed Podcast. Um, I am doing another in my series of... Lance Romance interviews cool people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we've got going. Oh, boy. I'm here today with, uh, with Matt Lieto. Um, I'd like to call you a professional athlete. Am I allowed to call you a professional track Uh I mean,
1: probably not, no. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, I, I, there was a time, but that time has passed.
3: Matt is a uh, super cool guy. We have both been here in uh, Ketchum, Idaho, competing you know. in the uh, Queen Stage true. Race of that the um, Rebecca's so Private Idaho Gravel Race. Boxes, um, Matt it. crushed me, which was expected. Personally. Oh, I didn't know you were in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> in the competition. <laughs> Dang it. Yes, that is correct. I was in the competition. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, Matt took uh, second overall, I believe, and I ended up 15th. So it was. Oh, we didn't talk about today's stage. We didn't know. Oh, well, well let's do that. <laughs> How was today's stage? Well, you know, um, I, I actually had a great day. I loved it. Um, I I ended up hooking up with uh, Yuri for about 60 miles, so me and Yuri and um, who were we with? Sarah. I think she ended up fourth. Max, yep. Yeah. She did. The three of us just uh, pacelined for like 60 miles. Good folks. Yeah, so it, it was really good. They really helped me. I helped them. Then they both dropped me on the last climb, which was expected. And it was really all good. Tell me about guys. your race. Tell me how it yeah, went. Uh, yeah, good day. I made
1: all the selections. Uh, you know, we had a group of five over the top. Uh, the first climb is like, what, twenty-five minute climb? Yeah, yeah. Chasing kind of uh, skinnier and faster guys than me uh, <laughs> right. up that climb. And uh, kind of things came together. Most of the day we had a group of 15, but a couple times it went down to a group of five. And then with uh, like 30 miles to go, a guy that I'd done some uh, little attacks with went away solo. And uh, the group kind of sat up and then we kind of let him. And let him go. Let him go. And he deserved it. He was killing it all day and was, was kind of like... Every time he'd get brought back, he'd wait 12 seconds and then go again. And go again. Oh wow! But uh, with like 20 miles to go, I initiated uh, kind of a attack that uh, tried to technically bridge up to him, but he was too far gone and got rid of the other guys and ended up me, Josh Berry, and Payson, um, McElwain, Wayne, sprinting for second. And uh, shocker, I got uh, fourth. (laughs) <laughs> um, turns those... out, turns out ex-triathletes <laughs> are not great at sprinting. Those triathlete
3: legs aren't real good for yeah. high power output? Is that what it no, is? No,
1: it's, uh, there's some technical aspects to my sprint I to work on. Oh. Say that. But, uh, I, uh, I mean, Lushy I was punching above my job. weight. Those two guys are <laughs> way better cyclists than me, so it was sweet to be there and uh, moved up to second in GC in the, stage race That's which awesome. was kind of my my goal so this week you
3: know you've kind of recently got into gravel stuff what kind of prompted that how did that go
1: yeah i mean i've always road raced and kind of considered myself a cyclist at, at heart yeah i uh, a triathlete kind of because i was mediocre as a cyclist so turns out if you're mediocre at swimming biking and running you can be also a mediocre professional <laughs> triathlete uh so right. did that for a bunch of years but um yeah, I mean, road racing to me is sweet, but it, over the last couple of years, it seems like the races have gotten shorter, and it's less about attrition, and the strong man doesn't often win, right. um, where gravel racing I've been doing for the last three or four years, and the strong man has a real good chance of winning, um, so that's been kind of fun for me, and as you know, like when things settle on a gravel ride and it gets back to a group, you're still pushing way more watts than you would on the road. Correct. So right. it's essentially a very, very long time trial. So the fact that I like can pull out three hundred and whatever watts for five hours, uh, with like some efforts in like makes me pretty good with yeah, gravel. That, yeah, right. right.
3: Yeah. yeah, that you can do that. Yeah. That's just fantastic. And it's
1: fun and, and the biggest thing is like I think honestly the reason I came for the Sage race was it gave me four days to hang out with rad people instead of just one. You know, um and that's kind of the deal.
3: Right. Yeah. This has just been a fantastic event. The totally. the people I've met, the being around Rebecca for a bit, Rebecca Rush, that yeah. is, it, it has just been really cool to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, a bunch of a bunch of really cool uh, people. And it tends not to be, I mean, today we had some of it because there were some road racers uh, in and just people that hadn't been around for the stage race where it's, like, tactical and, like, uh-huh. where most of us weren't kind of down for that and that created some issues but like generally people want to support like i'm giving my water bottle to somebody else because they're thirsty or right like, yeah or vice versa you know a lot of stuff like that there's so, a little
3: bit of sharing like that
1: yeah it's it's just a cooler vibe you want to see everybody do well and you want to do the best you can but you're not going to like kind of uh you know spite somebody for um you to do better than them you right
3: know? yeah right but, you know, I know you hail from Bend, Oregon. I do. Um, which is a great place to live. Terrible and, place to live. <laughs> I mean, it's a, nobody yeah. go there. Please, not, everybody stay not, away. It's not nearly as cool as Boulder. <laughs> right, exactly. Go to Boulder,
2: it's sweet.
3: All the yeah. endurance athletes end up in Boulder, right? Yeah, yeah. All the um, You have this great story that that, uh, that prompted your triathlon career, and you've probably been asked about it a thousand times. I wonder if you could summarize it for us.
1: Yeah, and, and I... I I I appreciate it. It's definitely probably what I'm most proud of as an athlete and, you know, accomplishment. It's pretty far removed at this point. You know, it's been 18 years or something because I'm old uh, AF, as the kids say. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I went to Kona in 1998 to watch my brother race the World Championships, and he was not a hack at the time but it was his first one and uh uh getting heckled right now by legend steve farino steve farino you're um, next steve you yeah. just wait <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> what's he been telling
1: you dude i'm not saying anything that <laughs> right, no, right. was steve farino <laughs> staring don't at us tell him anything i'm say, so used
0: to people not
1: telling me anything I say, something at, like, fancy. say something fancy leave me in like make me sound See, important
3: Oh, did he tell you you his history, though? Well, I was just getting to that, and you interrupted it, Steve. That's right. See, I'm not leading into
1: into the history. This is like (laughs) the tour de France.
0: Like, someone really polite will be asking a question, and, like, the producer's like, you got to get in there and ask the question. This is gold. So, like, (laughs) skyhook, skyhook with the
2: microphone, like...
0: What are you playing today? (laughs) And he says, I'm not telling you, man. I'm telling you. Uh, Anyway, get
1: into the history. It's good. I know. (laughs) Okay, we'll get back to the history. We'll get back to the history. Uh, Steve Perino, everybody. Um, Actual legend. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, watched my brother race Ironman Hawaii in 98. Uh, It was his first time racing back in the day. Chris Lieto. Chris Lieto. And he ended up like. Second, second was on his, his best performance. Fantastic. One of the Super closest. cyclists, right? Cl- yeah. One of the closest yeah. uh, to winning, but not uh, ever. Yeah. Uh, he won two world championships to Craig Alexander, or got second in two world champion, championships okay. to Craig Alexander uh, in that manner. Um, but anyways, yeah, his first time he raced, he was a mediocre age grouper, but I was 250 pounds. And, what? you know. Yeah, yeah. Was inspired by <laughs> kind of the whole scene. And, uh. Went back home to Flagstaff, Arizona, where I was going to school and skateboarded five hours a day, changed my diet, and six months later, was 175 pounds, and started training for triathlon. Really? Like,
3: a lot of stuff you wouldn't uh, have assumed happened to me in the last 18 years. It was just a, okay, I've got these genes that my brother, I obviously got some genes that my brother
1: has. absolutely not. No, I mean, at no point would I, like was I like, oh, I think I want to do the Ironman. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was mostly like just being uh, ignited by the passion that those people had. Right, right. Seeing that energy and not wanting to be like a fat piece of shit. A,
3: uh, a triathlon finish line is a pretty um, inspiring place to be. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And, it, and,
1: it, and honestly, that finish line did inspire me. And, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to be a professional triathlete for, I don't know how long, too long probably. And... Now a uh, commentator, and uh, I get the best access to that race on the planet, and, and I'm inspired by it every year.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I love it. Yeah. Well, Matt, thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, I no we appreciate it. What's the next race I get to beat you at? I mean, race. You, oh, Matt. very good. Well, I'm yeah. going to be racing cross the rest of this. Ah, uh, dang it. Well, you'll probably beat me there. <laughs> Are you going to race some cross races? Uh, well, my best buddy's
1: Carl Decker, and he's oh, yeah. got a GP Carl Decker yeah. this year, so I've got to do I skipped the first race to those. be here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> we'll link up, and you'll beat me at that race. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah.
3: All right, Matt, thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate you. it. You bet.
4: So that was Lance Romance interviewing Mr. Matt Lieto on, on location. On location. <laughs> We're
3: sitting on a hay bale in the middle of a field. Uh, <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah, it was. That it could easy. be a country uh. song, Lance. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs>
2: so, Evan, you and I have both raced him in triathlon, right? Have you raced him? I know. Loosely. Yeah, I know I've <laughs> raced him a couple of times. I've been like, in a race he, that he was in. Yeah, exactly. Like, he gotta, gets out of the water before me, and it's, you know, see you later. So, yeah. yeah. But. I like I
0: like hearing his backstory that 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 backstory is so you'll you'll find that in the top end of triathlon. There are some interesting backstories. Absolutely. They're really I mean, there are some backstories you look at. You're like, you know, you think, oh, this guy had to have come from like division one running and was a state champion high school swimmer. Right. And it's like, nope. Nope. He was 250 <laughs> pounds, 250 pounds yeah. and out yeah. of shape. And
2: I, <laughs> I know. I think I knew that he was overweight before. Like uh, if you follow him on Strava, I think I feel like he has like a chubby picture. Is this anyway, but I don't think I have actually really heard him tell the backstory. And I know probably everyone else that knows my Leoto has probably heard the story a couple of times or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but I had not really heard the full story. So it was kind of nice to it's like queer, actually yeah. have him, you know, say whatever it is, you know, and go through the process of watching his brother and world championships and Kona and the whole game. Yeah. And I, I mean, just like any of us, right? You can be inspired at a finish line. So it's
3: yeah, cool. It's super yeah. cool story.
4: What I is he doing professionally now? Is, is that his profession is
3: commentary? Yeah, he's he's doing that. He's got a couple of the things, you know, fired up. He's still living in Bend. He um, also coaches triathlon. Yeah, he does. I, yeah. I,
2: yeah. I had considered, like, trying to talk to him or whatever, but I don't know if he's really taking on athletes or not. But I don't know. He, he
3: just pulled back from professional racing just yeah. last year i think it was last hey, year was his know. last season yeah yeah
4: so. what was his biggest accomplishment again
0: uh racing wise yeah Whew, that's a good question i you know i'm not sure if matt was ever the guy winning races he never i mean like he was he did a lot of um i think he did the escape series for a bit he did mm-hmm. alcatraz consistently he did wildflower i know he kind of did a lot of um the the style of racing that anybody who follows triathlon like that jesse thomas kind of followed you know did some longer distance stuff wasn't afraid to mix it up in the olympic distance non-draft but i don't think matt was winning a lot of those races now his brother like he mentioned chris lieto is a legend in kona because he held the bike course record for a very long period of time huh. and matt and chris both have lethal bike legs just uber in cyclists the, in the triathlon world yeah Gotcha. Both gotcha. absolutely incredible cyclists. Mm-hmm.
4: So Which is why he's still out there gravel grinding and exactly. joining in and these
0: kinds of Doesn't surprise me versus. he's putting yeah. out three hundred watts yeah. for five hours. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think I remember, you know, like a lot of times you'll have um, some of these pros that aren't necessarily winning Kona, but they will win an Ironman race. And I, mm-hmm. I can't think of an Ironman race that he won off the top of my head. I kinda feel like he, he was hit, competitive enough. Oh, yeah. There, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like on he on the would, national circuit at least. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I mean it's kinda I feel like it was like kinda like that get a second place a couple times here and there and some of the big races maybe even like wildflower top you know top couple and then yeah. um you know podium at ironman stuff in escape from alcatraz i feel like he's yeah. done some really big races and done really well i just can't think of any like super big victories yeah. gotcha. Top of my head. yep
0: gotcha but yeah big like stalwart just in the triathlon community i will mean, absolutely you know yeah. obviously yeah. now that he's doing you know the kona and 73 worlds Brock and were saying what that that night he went and did. Well,
3: well we were there for four days and there was one night there was a big vip party and that's where i was talking with him at at the party and he was like yeah i can't stay too long because i have to commentate on the 70.3 world championships in south africa and i have to be on air in at like 2 a.m or something <laughs> yes yep, right so yep. he missed a whole night of sleep because he had to do this six hours of commentary for the for the Ironman yeah. World Gosh, Championship. That's gotta be hard. That was an exciting yeah. race
0: too. He did a great job with that commentary. I mean, that's I I love when you know like you have a good commentator for those seventy three distances because it's just short enough where it can still be exciting commentary. Yeah. yeah. And well, he, he did and a really that, good job. That race with that. was epic too.
2: So that oh, doesn't
4: hurt. Amazing yeah. race. Yeah. Yep. 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 Seems like he's got a pretty down to earth, but no, oh, he's kind of funny and hilarious. Exactly, he's is that just hilarious. Is that common in triathlon that, that people are kind of goofy and funny that way? Mm, I, 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 no, I, I wish <laughs> I could
0: say that was more common. That's what yeah. I thought. There, 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 are are yeah. there are some characters in triathlon, there are some characters blowing but this way it's it's either you are or you aren't in triathlon.
3: Yeah. So yeah,
2: there's definitely just lots of different types of funny for sure in triathlon. There's just a bunch of different
0: people. Yeah. It's a weird sport in that sense, you get a lot of. I mean, you get your guys who come from road cycling, sure. you get your guys who come from running, you got sure. your guys who come from swimming, and anybody who's been in any of three of those sports know those are different human beings. So, yeah. got a weird blend of the different,
3: three different cultures. Yeah, coming from different Definitely. cultures for sure. So, yep, fun. Yeah, hilarious. It was it was great to meet him and hang out with him and and to race them. The, the last day, he beat me by a full half an hour. jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Five, I was out there five hours, and I think he finished in four twenty five or something. Oh yeah. my lord. Yeah.
0: So that front front group had to be averaging. Like, well, I mean, they're putting out three twenty, three thirty yeah. for the
3: entire race. I mean, I, we averaged, my race averaged 19 and a half, and they averaged 22 or 23, jeez, something like that, on gravel. On gravel. Yeah, oh my gosh. with climbs. With
4: climbing, yeah. yeah. So, Yikes.
3: Yeah. Steve Prino tell me,
4: how did that happen? Just like you're interviewing Matt, and all of a sudden he jumps over your shoulder? and Correct. Yeah? We
3: we we moved <laughs> away from the stage so yeah. we could have some Privacy, Not any privacy. But we're just sitting on a hay bale, you know, talking to do the voice recording on my iPhone. And all of a sudden, Steve Perino's over there. Locks in on you. Yeah, looking at us both. <laughs> and he just walked up. And we're like, okay, he's going to interrupt us. Here we go. So it was, you,
0: you handled that pretty funny. well, Lance, cause I'm not going to lie. That would be a moment. I'd be a little bit starstruck just having yeah. been, well, I've listened to that guy since I was
3: eight. So there's yeah. no way I could handle well, that situation. Well, I'd already had several conversations with him. Yeah. So, because we set up an interview with him as well. And we actually, d- I did a 13 minute interview with him as well that we'll record at some point. Yeah. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um,
0: a little teaser for that. Yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's coming.
3: But, yeah, uh, yeah, so I'd already been through my starch struck moment. So where I took the guts to actually walk up to him and says, hey, my name's Lance, Are you, Steve. <laughs> and he was really cool. He'd had a few drinks in him, so he was more willing to talk for me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice. I like it. You, you like timed time this just right. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, that's laughs> right. I, yeah. I picked my battles.
4: Well, thank you for doing that, Lance. You bet. That was awesome. Good. Mm-hmm. You guys have any other questions for Lance?
2: Whew, I dude don't know. thanks for doing that i know it takes guts to just walk up to people it does and it's definitely something that i'm not super comfortable my, doing uh, yeah.
3: i don't know if i would have done it if my wife hadn't pushed me she's yeah. I, I kept thinking no, these people don't want to be bothered my brandy was like no go <laughs> go ask good. them good job Brandy. when are you gonna have these thank you brandy like, all right mm-hmm. thank you brandy do it <laughs> <laughs> that's on brandy
4: very cool so hopefully we'll get a few more uh of these interactions with all of us at some point in time in the future, and we'll keep bringing them to you as they uh, as they pop up. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for checking in on this little uh, special podcast. We appreciate it, guys. Thank you. And Lance, great job. You bet. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Lance. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye for now.